a Radio 191 FM podcast. Last week, the world caught its first glimpse at the image of the supermassive black hole lurking at the centre of our Milky Way galaxy. This black hole, called Sagittarius A-star, is the second one ever to be imaged. The feat was accomplished by the Event Horizon Telescope Collaboration, a global network of observatories working collectively to observe radio sources associated with black holes. On the subject of black holes and the incredibly difficult task of imaging them, I spoke to University of Otago astrophysicist Jonathan Squire. Here's our conversation. Really broadly, really generally, can you tell us a little bit about what you know uh, surrounding the photo that was released last week of a, the uh, black hole at the center of our galaxy? What is the significance of this photo? Um, how was it taken? Uh, and as an astrophysicist yourself, how exciting is this discovery? Sure. So first off, really exciting. I think it's it's a really amazing achievement of the Event Horizon Telescope team, which is this big collaboration that's um, that uh, have put together this photo. Um, so maybe first I'll explain how it's taken because it's quite uh, it's quite an amazing achievement. So what they do is um, this in order to see this. This is like taking a picture of a human hair like from your head in Wellington from Dunedin or Invercargill. Like that's the kind of scale that we're talking about here. Like it's, it's really amazing that they can take this picture. And the way telescopes work is the bigger your telescope is, the smaller things you can resolve. So in order to be able to resolve this insanely tiny scale, they had to actually join together lots of telescopes from all around the earth to make an effective telescope that was as big as the entire earth. So if you imagine having a telescope that's literally the width of the Earth, that's what they needed in order to take this picture. So it's totally crazy. So that's how they took it. What is it? So basically every galaxy has a, a giant black hole in the centre, which we call supermassive black holes because they're supermassive. And Sagittarius A-star is the Milky Way, so our galaxy's supermassive black hole. Our one's actually reasonably small. Sagittarius A-star is, is relatively small compared to others, but it still weighs like four to six million times as much as our sun. So it's kind of an unimaginably heavy thing compared to everything we're used to because our sun also weighs you know, way more than the Earth. So what we're looking at is, is as this, the black hole is just like this incredibly dense uh, gravitational object, which is so dense that light actually can't escape from it because uh, it, it gets curved around in paths. This is what Einstein's theory of relativity says, so that, rather than, so that when, it, when it goes into the black hole, it can never, ever escape again. So what happens with these things is you get stuff orbiting around it, and as it orbits around, friction causes it to fall in. And when it does so, it gets incredibly hot. And what we are looking at with that image is this heat coming off the gas that's falling into the black hole. And so that kind of circle thing around it is sort of the very edge of the black hole just before everything falls in and is gone forever. And uh, so, we're, yeah, we're the, the black thing in the middle, the, the darker spot, that's the black hole itself. And, and no, no one knows where any of that matter goes once it falls into the big blackness. Uh, no. So I guess, um, in a sense, black holes are like the thing in physics that we know we can't explain. So in order to explain the inside of a black hole, what happens once all the stuff falls in, you probably need a quantum theory of relativity. And this is the big problem that no one has actually come close to solving it in physics. And I, I guess one thing that pops to mind is how you, you mentioned before how it's the equivalent of seeing a hair in Wellington from Dunedin. Black holes are just blackness. They're essentially invisible. So how, how, what, are, what are we seeing and how, and how can we see it? And 
And this image is always seeing the matter that's falling into the black hole. Right. Um, so yes, exactly. So so the stuff you see, that kind of ready thing on the image, is the stuff falling in. And um, as it does so, it gets really, really hot. So one way to to think about this is like the amount of energy that would be required to get out. So if you try and jump off the surface of the Earth, say, you have to put in an awful lot of energy to get out into space, right? And so if you just fell downwards from space and then crashed into the surface of the Earth, not a very good idea, but if you did, in the process you would create an awful lot of heat. And this is what happens to spacecraft, right? When they, when they come into the atmosphere, they get insanely hot, they glow red or, or meteorites or other things, uh, and they turn into fireballs. And that's from the heat of falling into the gravitational well of the Earth. Now, a black hole, if it was the Earth, would be like the size of a golf ball. So imagine falling all that way, but now rather than stopping at the surface of the Earth, you keep going down all the way to the size of a golf ball. And in the process, you keep creating heat. So things, when they fall into black holes, they get like insanely hot, way hotter than you could ever imagine. And what we're seeing is effectively that heat of the gas as it falls into the black hole. So maybe I could also explain what I mean by the, the size of the black hole. Mm. So that the black hole is defined basically just by its mass, so how, how heavy it is, effectively. Um, and there's a, the Einstein's theory of relativity tells us that the heavier a black hole is, the bigger its so-called event horizon is. And the event horizon is effectively the edge of the black hole because that's the point where you can never get out again. So if you cross the event horizon, you're done for. You're going into the black hole. Nothing in physics can change that. So the event horizon gets bigger with a heavier mass black hole. So when I said it's like imaging the the size of uh, here from in Wellington from Dunedin, that's like saying that's like taking a picture of the event horizon of the black hole, which is effectively the black bit you see in the middle of the image, and then the stuff falling in is the coloured stuff around that. So you see stuff near the event horizon, but in the event horizon itself you can't see anything because it's um, because it's black. <laughs> It is. It isn't. It's a. It's a. It's a really cool picture, and um, we'll link it for anyone who who would like to see it. Um, but it kind of. Yeah, you're right. It, it's. It's the, this orangey yellow hue that's surrounding this kind of black circle thing. I, what I'm wondering is, is this photo of the black hole? Is it the first uh, real evidence that we have of its existence, of there being a uh, black hole at the middle of the Milky Way galaxy. But prior to this, prior to this photo, was it all just speculation? Or have we always known that there was a black hole at the center of our galaxy? And this is just the first time we can provide some concrete evidence that, yep, it's there. So we've we've had very good evidence for this being a black hole for a while. And there's there's a number of ways. Um, but the main way is actually from watching stuff move around it. So this is like imagining if you were to infer the presence of the Earth by watching the moon move, then you would say, well, the moon is going in a circle. There must be something in the middle which is holding it there, right? And so around the center of the galaxy, we can see stars move, and they do these funny orbits which show that there's something insanely heavy and dense in that central region. And from this, you can measure its mass and various other properties. And the measurements that led to this actually uh, won the 2019 Nobel Prize in physics. So... Yeah, we've, we've known it's there for a while. We've had quite good evidence. So they kind of knew what they were looking for, and they basically knew its mass as well. Um, maybe also worth mentioning is that while we've known this for, say, the last 30, 40 years, 
Einstein's theory predicted these things existed in like 1917 or 18. It was actually someone slightly after Einstein. But then for about 50 years, people thought that they were way too weird to actually exist in reality. Like they were the prediction of this maths. He wrote down some maths and then a prediction was black holes. And people were like, no way, that's just totally nuts. That couldn't possibly exist in the, in the real world. And then 50 years later, they started getting evidence that black holes actually existed. And physicists started believing that maybe they did. And now we're like absolutely sure we can take pictures of them. We can listen to them. We can infer their presence from orbits. We have really, really good evidence. So it's kind of this amazing story in science that 100 years before it was predicted just by someone's brain. Like they just wrote down some maths and said, well, that must be true. And then finally, we're like absolutely sure that these insanely weird things, you know, truly exist in the universe. That is amazing. That gosh, yeah, he, he had a brain on him, Einstein, eh? <laughs> well, and all the people that worked his maths in funky ways as well. <laughs> um, another question I have, Jonathan, is uh, just to kind of like help with uh, everyone's conception of a black hole, because like you say, it's, it's, it's new and it's weird and it's hard to really grapple with. Uh, say, for, for example, in a solar system, we have, we have a star, a central star, and a lot of uh, planets, moons orbiting around that star. Is... Is there some kind of equivalence with a galaxy? And, and is, is, is a black hole essentially the glue that holds a galaxy together? Is Sagittarius A star what's keeping all of the Milky Way in check? Um, that's a great question, but no. So you, you might think it is because it, it does sit at the center of the galaxy and the stars do orbit around it. But actually, if you look at, say, the mass of our solar system, it's like 99 point something percent, just the mass of the sun. The sun is completely dominant but the galaxy it's mostly the stars and the black hole even though it's really big like it's a million four million solar masses but the the milky way is like a hundred billion solar masses so it's way way heavier than the than the black hole and so in the galaxy actually it's all the stars together that hold themselves together like this star acting on that one which acts on that one which acts on that one and and together they all hold each other into this nice spiral shape Mm -hmm. and then the black hole kind of almost just happens to sit in the center um, and everything orbits around it, but it's not actually holding, holding it all together, except for those very few stars that I mentioned before that, that orbit around it at the center. There's, there's some, but there's not very many. Right. Right. Thanks for clearing that up. That helps. Um, so some researchers have come out and said uh, that the Sagittarius A star, along with the photo, a lot of evidence has come out to reveal that uh, it's not consuming uh, planetary mass or whatever, as much as we thought it's essentially on a bit of a diet it's not uh, as ravenous as some other black holes that we know about so what does that mean D- does it mean earth isn't in danger of being swallowed at any point are we safe for the immediate future we're definitely safe so you can you can not worry about that one um and yes it's actually eating eating stars rather slowly basically or eating gas rather slowly so the way to think about this stuff that we're seeing which is this um this this glow around the black hole in the picture it's a little bit like um so what you should think of is a black hole in the middle and then around that there's like this kind of pancake of gas and the pancake of gas slowly falls into the black hole and as i said as it does so it gets hotter and hotter and hotter and just like a light bulb or a fire or something hot things glow and so the hotter it gets the brighter it gets so sagittarius a star is actually really really dim compared to some black holes especially supermassive black holes so it's it that means it's hardly swallowing any gas at all 
which can come for come from a number of reasons if you don't feed it any gas so if there's nothing to fall into it then it will just sit there and it won't glow at all we wouldn't even really be able to see it except for its effect on other stuff so it's sort of in the middle it's swallowing a tiniest little bit of gas but not very much so this should be contrasted with some we can see in other galaxies which are called quasars and quasars are sort of the opposite they're in the process of swallowing tons and tons of gas at once and these things can get thousands of times brighter than the entire galaxy that they're sitting in so that's pretty hard to imagine but it's like you know if if this was in our night sky it would just completely dominate everything else and you'd be able to see it during the day and that would be the the black hole at the center of the galaxy swallowing lots of gas it would also bombard us with lots of radiation and it would maybe make it difficult to live but um but we we know of lots of these quasars which are doing this they just did so they're all far away so we don't really need to worry about it <laughs> and so sagittarius a star may have been may have eaten a, quite a bit more at some stage of its life but right now uh, as far as we know it's 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 not eating much but but it could exactly. change in the future it could have been very different in the past yeah, exactly. So, so there's really good evidence that this phase where black holes eat lots of stuff and becoming incredibly bright happens early on in, in the formation of galaxies. So most of these quasars that we know about are actually from a really long time ago, which means they're really far away. So they happen kind of early in the universe. So probably the Milky Way also had one of these earlier on in its formation, like uh, 13 billion years ago, no, 12 billion years ago. And... Um, now it's it's just sort of settled down and it's it's not doing all that much and that's the same as almost all uh like modern black holes so ones nearby us that are that are happening now none of them are really in this quasar phase where they're eating tons and tons of gas this was a radio 191 fm podcast you can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found